Good afternoon. It is Dr. Paul Wendy uh, with the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio. It's Thursday, January 6th, 2022. So we took a little break, as many of you may know, um, for several reasons. Uh, we, we took a break on this podcast, that is, and that was for several reasons. Uh, we had uh, several ongoing projects that we had to finish up. Uh, those are actually now pretty much done, and we'll be talking more about those projects um, on uh, future podcasts. Um, also had a heavy teaching schedule um, uh, last year. Um, and of course, COVID was always a complication for business travel and teaching and so forth, as we all know. Um, and I also had a, a heavy travel schedule uh, last year as well. Um, but I think more importantly, um, we kind of revised this podcast, uh, redesigned it, uh, refocused it. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about that today. Uh, we're kind of excited about the changes. And so um, it was also just a good opportunity, especially having had to take the break that we did uh, from the podcast um, to, uh, to um, redesign things and refocus. Um, as kind of reflection of our new focus uh, with the podcast, uh, we have a new tagline, which is also the tagline for the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report newsletter. And that tagline is this, it's uncommon, that's U-N hyphen common, so uncommon sense in an irrational world, uh, colon, we challenge the conventional wisdom. So that really kind of defines what we're going to try and do with this, um, with this podcast uh, going forward. Um, the podcast is going to cover a lot of different topics, but just some examples. It'll be a little bit political and government. Um, by the way, our intention never in this podcast is to intentionally offend anyone. Um, now, just by the, the nature of things, we may end up offending some people. Uh, again, that's not the intention at all, um, but, but it will happen. I'm um, going to try and stay away from that because I don't, I don't think that offending people is ever a good idea. Um, being a, a martial artist for pretty much all my life, I'm currently a fourth degree black belt in uh, Taekwondo, and I teach Taekwondo. Um, as uh, many of you uh, know, um, you know, respect is a big thing that we have in the martial arts. So um, I would, again, I would never intentionally offend anyone, um, but you know, uh, be that as it may, it may happen. So I, my intention with, with this whole podcast is just to call things as I see it. Um, and I've always done that from uh, long back as I can remember, certainly uh, um, when I was an army officer, uh, field artillery officer, um, over in Germany, we uh, in all my ROTC training and so forth, that was always a focus, uh, always something that was important um, is that we, we, we call things as we see them. That's the only fair and right thing to do. So anyway, enough on that. Uh, so it will be a lot, uh, a lot of different subjects, but some political, some government, um, be a lot of economic topics, and as always, a lot of investment topics. Um, so this podcast is meant to be a whole bunch of things, hopefully very interesting for everybody. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, moving on on that, on that point, um, you know, we're going to have some fun, uh, parts to the podcast. Uh, so little fun facts, I guess you might call them. Um, uh, here's an example. Um, and a lot of these things come from behavioral finance and behavioral economics, which I teach at, uh, at the university level, um, and have taught for, uh, for quite some time, um, and it, these are important things besides just being fun facts, but as investors and economists and uh, people just 
generally trying to deal with life, it's important to kind of keep some of these uh, um, these things that we learn from behavioral economics and behavioral finance in mind. So here's a little fun fact for you. Um, and this comes from Deborah, Ram Deborah Rumsey in her book, Probability for Dummies. I love the For Dummies book series, by the way. They're, they're really not for dummies at all. They're actually very well written and very well organized. Um, so I refer to them uh, often. But anyway, here's from uh, Deborah Rumsey in her book, uh, Probability for Dummies. So picking a number from one to 10, Suppose that you ask a group of 100 people to pick a number from one to 10. So what do you guys think? Uh, what would you pick? Just try that right now. I'll give you a moment to, uh, to think about that while I get a drink of my Coca-Cola here. Okay, what number did you pick? Well, you would expect that about um, 10 people would pick one, 10 people would pick two, and so forth. So out of 100, 100 uh, people, uh, you would expect it to be um, you know, kind of spread across the board. What happens, however, is that more people pick either three or seven than other numbers. Um, curious if you guys did the same thing. Why is this so? Because most people don't want to pick one or 10 because these numbers are on the ends and they don't want to pick five because it rests in the middle. So they go for numbers that appear more random, the middle of the numbers from one to five, which is three, and the middle of the numbers from five to 10, which is seven. So anyway, that's just kind of a, uh, an interesting thing that, that does happen. Statistically, uh, people have observed this. And again, this kind of comes from the idea of behavioral finance. Um, uh, and uh, another field, uh, which again, we'll explore quite a bit in these podcasts going forward, is the whole field of cognitive biases. Um, and there's just a, a lot of really good uh, material on that, which we'll explore. Okay, um, here's another little fun fact. Um, some of you may have heard of this, probably most of you haven't. Um, it's a concept known as the gambler's fallacy. And um, one of the most famous examples of the gambler's fallacy um, occurred in a game of roulette at the Monte Carlo Casino on August 18th, 1913, uh, when the ball fell on black 26 times in a row. Okay, again, think about this. You're in the casino at Monte Carlo, People are betting on the, uh, the roulette uh, table and the, the ball fell 26 times in a row <clears throat> on, on black. So it's extremely uncommon occurrence, as you might guess. Um, the, uh, the sequence of the probability of the sequence of either red or black occurring 26 times in a row is the formula is 18 over 37. Uh, to the 26th minus one power. So actually 18 over 37 to the 25th power, um, which is about one in 66 point million uh, chances. That is, there's a one chance out of 66 point million that that would happen. Um, so gamblers lost millions of, of francs, not when almost said dollars, but this is in France, um, betting against black, reasoning incorrectly that the streak was causing an imbalance in the randomness of the wheel and that it had to be followed by a long streak of red. Well, <clears throat> the, the fallacy there is that each spin of the roulette wheel, assuming it's a, a fair roulette wheel, is a completely independent event. The, uh, the, you know, the, next, the next roll on the roulette wheel has, does not depend upon, in, in any way, shape, or form, on the previous roll. But you know, again, as part of people's cognitive biases or you know, what we study in, in behavioral finance and behavioral economics, um, we recognize that. Um, you know, people have these fallacies in their mind and, you know, unfortunately often 
uh, follow them to, in this case, people lost you know, fortunes um, betting on red, um, thinking that it, was, it had to come up and it didn't. Um, a, uh, uh, let me see. A, uh, another way of looking at this comes from, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his right, uh, name right, um, L, and the, his last name is M-L-O-D-I-N-O-W. I'm gonna say Lada now. Uh, wrote a book in 2008 called The Drunkard's Walk, How Randomness Rules Our Lives. And so a uh, great little book um, if you wanna learn something more about statistics and randomness and luck and so forth. He noted in the book that deciding just how much of an outcome is due to skill and how much to luck is not a no-brainer. Random events often come like the raisins in a, in a box of cereal, in groups, streaks, and clusters. And although fortune is fair in her potentialities, she is not fair in her outcomes. Let me just read that again, because that's such an important um, concept. Uh, and if you can start getting your head around this, um, uh, you'll understand a lot more about how life works and so forth. So again, he said, deciding just how much of an outcome is due to skill and how much is to, due to luck is not a no-brainer. Random events often come like the raisins in a box of cereal in groups, streaks, and clusters. I love that, that metaphor. And though fortune is fair in her potentialities, that is in the long run, um, the, the, you know, the statistics the, you know, will, will even out. Um, she's not fair in her outcomes because things can come in streaks, just like in, in Monte Carlo when you had 26 um, uh, black, uh, you know, the, the ball landing on block in a row 26 times. So, again, we'll explore a lot of these different kinds of uh, concepts in this, uh, um, in this podcast going forward. There's many other things as well. So um, I just want to leave you with one final thought. Um, and this, you know, comes from actually Ray Dalio. Um, Ray Dalio, for those of you who don't know, um, is the manager of the world's largest hedge fund. Um, and um, so it, his, his hedge fund, his company is called Bridgewater Associates, um, but they're the world's largest hedge fund. And um, he, you know, he's at a point in his life where he's trying to give back to, you know, to society. Um, by kind of sharing what he's learned uh, over his lifetime and been very, very successful with. Um, Bridgewater is a macroeconomic uh, forecasting organization, uh, investment manager, uh, money manager. And so that's, that's kind of, that's a big part of how they, how they invest is looking at macroeconomic trends around the world. And so he studied this, uh, these trends, you know, for actually very, very, very long time. Um, and he shared his, his knowledge in a book um, called Principles for Dealing with the Changing World Order. It's pretty new out. It came out just, I think, in November. Um, he's been writing a lot about it and talking a lot about it. And if you were a subscriber on his LinkedIn page, you would also um, have, have seen little snippets from what he was um, you know, write about it, writing about it in the book. Again, Principles for Dealing with the Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. And so, you know, today's the January 6th, the one-year anniversary of the, uh, um, the uh, Capitol Hill, um, uh, you know, problem that we had, the, uh, the you know, the, the storming of the Capitol. And what he notes, and, and having now read not the whole book yet, I'm still getting through that, his book, but 
but I've gone through enough of it to understand what he's talking about. I've also gone through, through enough of his other talks and so forth. I know where he's coming from. You know, he's, he looks back over 500 years and looks at <clears throat> historical events and notes that, um, you know, there's patterns that, that happen. Um, some are shorter term, um, some are longer term. Actually, the shorter term patterns, which tend to be recurring, um, are sort of superimposed, if you will, on the longer term patterns. But they're, in his opinion, and I think he's probably um, pretty much right on this, these patterns can be very, very predictable. And so, and by the way, uh, I think Ray Dalio, for a lot of reasons, he's a very smart guy, but there's another reason why he's a good person to listen to is he has a staff of about 1,500 people, uh, highly educated, a lot of PhDs, um, uh, you know, quantitative types and so forth um, that just sort through <clears throat> all the data and, and, and do a lot of research for him. So here's what, um, here's what Ray Dalio uh, notes. I hope you will take this one year anniversary of the January 6th events to reflect on what caused them and where we seem to be headed, okay? This is Ray, Dal Ray Dalio summarizing this. The events didn't come out of the blue. They were clearly emerging from years before as an extension of a pattern that has happened many times in history due to the causes that are essentially the same as those that caused January 6th. And so, again, he's looked at, at um, you know, societies um, over, over, you know, last 500 years, and even a little bit beyond and so forth, and notes these recurring patterns. So we'll explore that more, too, as I read more of uh, Ray Dalio's book. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be sharing some of those thoughts and so forth with you guys in uh, future podcasts. So I think that's it for today. Um, Happy New Year. Uh, glad to be back with you. Um, it's going to be a very interesting year ahead for us, uh, but looking forward to the challenges and the um, opportunities. So wishing you a, uh, uh, a good week ahead, a happy new year. We will talk to you next week on our podcast then. Bye for now.